We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome back packers fans to the pack a day podcast it's thursday the weekend is near your thursday crew is here like how i did that mark i am jason perone one of your Co-hosts of the Pack-A-Day podcast, also of the Quick Science podcast at Game On Wisconsin, along with Mark Eckel of Packer Report. Mark, real football. Real football to talk about. It commenced yesterday. Yeah, well, as real as training camp is. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Let's, it's not let's, as real as it used to be. Yes. I'll tell you that. I mean, yes. I, I, I can tell you training camp stories when I, you know, when I first started covering, when I actually like, hit. And they went two a days, and you were out there for you know four hours sometimes. You know, and uh, you know, I, it's funny when I talk to former players who are now like you know doing radio, say or TV, whatever. They're they're in the media, so they're at practice, and they just and and, and they'll look at me, and I'll look at them, and they'll just shake their heads like, man, this wasn't. I'm I came around way too soon. I I can you know, or Mike Mike Quick, the former Eagle wide receiver. Great wide receiver. I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I don't. Is he before you? Do you remember Mike Quick? Uh, yeah, before me. Okay. Uh, great player. I mean, Eagles were bad when he was when he was good, but um, he was very, very good. But he would always hold out a camp, always. Um, you know, and he and he would say like, "Yeah, no, yeah, my contract or something." But he deep down, he just didn't want to be a camp. Didn't want to be there. So, yeah, he just he thought it was a waste, and he didn't want to get. He just hated it. Well, if you but listen to all, Andrew Brandt now, he, he the big thing to, the big thing players are doing is holding in. They're showing up, but they're not practicing. Like Roquan Smith, I think did that for the Bears. Oh yeah, well, he's in Chicago, but fines and stuff. yeah. So of course, every Packers fan wants to sign Roquan Smith, even though you know. We, or or Quick's contract would be up, and and this was pre free agency, so he wasn't going anywhere. But he just he wouldn't sign until like I remember like I got to be you know now we're very good friends, but. Um, I, I got to be close to him and his agent, and you know, it's like off the record, they were. He would say to me, "They could offer me more than I want, and I'm not signing yet. I, I'm not coming in until the first. I'm not coming in until we're ready to play." He says, right. "I'm the, I'm not going." And I, back then, camp started like two weeks sooner too. Right. So I mean, 
Um, Two weeks so anyway, sooner, and I, you could I, actually I and you could actually now. practice and touch one another in practice. Yeah, I I, I would see him. You know, my last couple of years in Philly, and um, he because he was he's their radio guy now. Um, he's their color analyst on the radio, and I joke with him that, man, you know, you would oh. I'd have been for this camp. I'd, yeah, I wouldn't miss any of this. This is easy, you know. Right. But yeah, it's it's funny getting older players' perspective on what camp is like now, as opposed to what it was in the eighties, nineties. I mean, it's it's nothing. It's it's not even close. Right. No, not. But at anyway, all. not at all. Well, the. Uh... Weather wasn't too bad. It's a little rainy in Green Bay, but uh, let's start as far east as we usually go. And this is Robin Eriksson, who is from Oslo, Norway, but he's actually in Sweden. Took a drive across the border, um, spending a little time at the local lakes and canals over there. So says, um, nothing but sun and blue skies, both places. High temperature of 68. Not too bad. Not oh, cool. too bad. Not too bad over there in, uh, in Sweden slash Norway. And then our friend Felix... In Germany, says uh, high of 81, low of 63 at night. So hmm. no, no triple digits anymore, but um, which is crazy to me. And and when we get to our friend Isaac in northern Illinois, um, he speaks to the, the weather in Europe and how everybody thinks it's so anomaly and all these hot temperatures, and it's really not that crazy. Um, but uh, it's still warm, still warm in Germany. And as far as as uh, Europe goes, that's all we got. So we're already on the mainland here, and oh. we're, at, we're at Myrtle Beach, where Mark Echo resides. Yeah, it's it's warm. It's been um, high eighties, um, kind of that mugginess still a little bit. Uh, no rain. We haven't gotten. It hasn't been rained. The rain stopped last week, so it's it's just been typical end of July, hot, humid, mugginess. Being on the beach makes a big difference because you get that ocean breeze, but it's, it's still been it's, it's been warm. Right. Okay. Well, it's cooled off a little bit. Yesterday it was 84. Today, 78 and sunny for day two of camp. In Green Bay. In Green Bay. That's perfect. You don't want it too hot. At or humid. Camp, honestly. Yeah, right. Exactly. Or humid. Otherwise, it gets uh, gets a little crazy. And then... Uh... Although they only practice an hour and a half. I mean, it's not like, a, you know... Yeah, I saw that. I don't know. 90 minutes, not too bad. That's a lot less time than they used to, right? Oh, my God, yeah. You'd probably sweat your butt off out half. there in the summer. Like, there we go, and, and then come back and have a second practice. Yeah. Sure. I, guess, I mean, there's something, there's something to be said for both ways, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Well, still hot. Much, yeah. Still hot in the oven Triples, out here. In the, triple in, digits? No, we're actually double. Oh, oh under 100. Only huh? 96 today. Wow. 96, right. partly sunny. It's it's not going to get up to... We're, we're going to hover in the high 90s for the next uh, couple days. Mm, okay. So, not too bad. And then our All friend right. out in Harry, uh, oh. much of the province is under a heat warning. Which is crazy. Because, mm. remember, I mean, you know, the, I, I say this every week, the winters. Heat warning in Kamloops. Fear of forest fires, which is something he's talked about before. Uh, high of 102. Lots of sunshine. Jeez. That is that is hot. Uh, he asked if we have any suggestions for meals that don't involve stoves or ovens because he doesn't want to salad. You know, yeah, nice salad, nice you know. And actually, I forgot to mention Isaac. Isaac in um, Hampshire, Illinois. So, oh yeah, temperature in the seventies has returned. Uh, perfect for the, the start of training camp. And he said that um, he said that we were talking about weather and one small tidbit on that part of the world. He said this summer trails only two thousand three is the hottest. 
and driest summer of the past 40 years in Europe. So it is real out in Europe. Uh, but he said here um, in the U.S., it's only slightly hotter than normal so far as far as temperatures go, where everybody feels like it's, it's so hot. We keep hearing about the drought in California and all that other kind of stuff. But uh, it's, you know, it's summer. Obviously, it's warm weather and football's right around the corner. And they did break practice. But before they even, the, before they took the field, Brian Gutekunst and Matt LaFleur both spoke to the media on Wednesday. So I thought we'd start there. And I had a chance to watch a little bit of, I uh, was working a little bit, so I had a chance to watch a little bit of both. So the GM Gutekunst spoke first. I felt like it was it was a lot of typical Goody. He had some positive things to say. Obviously, he's he's happy to be under contract again. Uh, get that that taken care of. Had some good things to say. I don't think he really shared anything too earth shattering. So, Mark, I'll start with you. Was what was your biggest takeaway from what Goody had to say? Well, I wanted to know, um, you know, about certain players that you know the Packers um, in the last couple of days put some people on on pup and just a uh, few non, non football injury. Um, so I want to know about Bakhtiari. I wanted to know about. Um, Christian Watson, and I want to know about Sammy Watkins, mm-hmm. and then all the other guys too. Well, well the first thing he's, there was good and bad, good news and bad news came out of it. Good news, uh, he began the press conference by by telling us that uh, Dean Lowry and Patrick Taylor are okay; they're off pup, so whatever they had was very minor, obviously, uh, and they were so they were both cleared and they're able to, so they were out there for first day of practice. Um, back to Ari, we really don't have any. Um, any answers yet in terms of it, when he's going to play, if he's going to play? What um, they said there's no timetable. Uh, he did use a quote that he's cautiously optimistic, which is better than being cautiously pessimistic, I guess. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, he did have another. He, he did say that um, Bakhtiari had another uh, procedure on his knee, um, so that's why he's set back, I guess, for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was asked if, you know, if this is career threatening, and he, no, he made a clear, no, this is, you know, this procedure probably, you know, he's, it's going to take a little time, but, um, and he still didn't rule, he didn't even rule out opening day yet. So again, we're really up in the air on, on, on back to Ari and what's going to happen there. Um, Good news, he said Elton Jenkins, a guy I forgot to mention at the beginning, Elton Jenkins, who is on PUP, is doing great, quote, doing great, and, and is ahead of schedule. So um, that was good news. Yeah, Jenkins was running a little bit at practice. Yeah, that's, that's, that you'd love to see that, right? Yeah. I mean, um, Sammy Watkins, who went on the non-football injury list, no big deal. Not, sh- not long-term, right? Right, right short, he said short-term, yeah. meaning he could be back. Tomorrow, you know, what's you know by the end of the week or over the weekend. Sure, uh, not not a problem at all. Now, Christian Watson also had a procedure on his knee after the mini camp, um, so he's going to miss. Um, the quote again, the quote was he's going to miss a little time, uh, but it's not a long term thing. Well, that bothers because rookies can't afford to miss time, even a little bit of time. I mean, rookies just a rookie wide receiver from North Dakota State can't miss time. So I, I'm almost willing to say this. This could be, a, oh, you know, I don't think I'm. I remember last week we last it was the last week that we did our rookies and impact and all. Uh-huh. This kid ain't making an impact. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you right, he's not making an impact. Well, do you think so? Is that is is that your take on? Is that kind of your cautious take on 
this whole season, or do you think, you know, definitely at least not right away. Maybe we'll see later. I don't think he does anything this year. Okay. I mean, I, I take that back. I shouldn't say he, he, he doesn't do anything. Um, he's not, <laughs> I mean, he might, you know, cause he is, he, he can run, right? So he may make a, a big catch in a game somewhere. He, um, I guess he could still be their kick returner if they go that route with them. You don't need a lot of reps to be a kick. I mean, but he's not going to be a breakout rookie, is what you're saying? No, absolutely not. He's no, not when you. I didn't think you know my feelings on him anyway. I wasn't crazy about the pick when it happened, um, and I just, I just don't think any rookie, but especially a rookie wide receiver, trying to get on get on the same page with your. MVP veteran quarterback can afford to miss a lot of reps. No, he can't. No, no, definitely not. And, I mean, practice. You know, and like you said, this, the, the, you know, there's, there's less days also of practice. Yes. Less, less practices, less days. Fewer um, games, fewer preseason games. Yeah. So, I mean, and again, when, and, and, you know, the Packers, they always, if they say a guy's out, four to six weeks it's six weeks it's never it's never four <laughs> do you remember it's, it's, it's at least six if not eight i know I, and oh. i used to have a running joke i used to have a running joke with uh my my former pulse of the pack co-host jacob westendorf i used to always joke whenever there was an injury i would just say it's a knee <laughs> he has a knee it's a knee injury because it was like with mike mccarthy everything was a knee and it was four to six weeks yeah, jeez, I know. Well, but it's, ne- but it's never the lesser. No. Never the lesser. Always- no, it's always the longer. Well, to your to your point, no, I th- I think that you have a valid concern, and I am I'm more. I guess I'm more okay with the Christian Watson pick, but he does need to be out there. Rookies need to be out there because the adjustment to the pro game it starts on day one, and if you're going to be a player in the offense or on defense. You've got to get used to being around pros. You've got to get used to the speed of practice. The speed of the game is a whole other thing. I mean, they're going to be wide-eyed, and they're going to, they're going to be like just drinking through the fire hose anyway. But you might as well start getting used to drinking through that fire hose now. And Christian right. Watson, so the one thing I said, and I know that, that we, we t- chatted about this a little bit too, and it doesn't really, you know, doesn't necessarily transit on the field because on the field you've got to be physically gifted and be talented but I do think the Packers have a, a strong history of drafting guys that are smart so if even though he didn't go to a uh, premier school or division one school I think that he's he's got to at least be smart enough to where they're like well when he does get out there he's going to at least know where to line up you know and and stuff like right. that now that not, not that. that not that that makes a huge a huge impact right away but yeah, these these and him having a procedure, it's like you you would like to think the Packers knew coming in what what was going on with him, and so that was either intentional or if it was unavoidable, and they're just like you're just going to have to have a procedure. Then they know well, that he, he must have did something. He did something at minicamp. That could have been. That's what no, he did something yeah. happened at minicamp, um, and the way the way they spelled it out was he could have got it done now which he did and gotten it out of the way and then come back whenever, or they were going to, or they could have waited till the end of the year and had it done. But then he's playing all year with it. And it, a, it could, it could get worse. B it could hamper his play. Right. So that's probably the smart thing was to get it done now. But I just wonder, I just think it's going to, like I said, rookie wide receiver in a perfect world, We've seen the Packer Packer rookie wide receivers. I did a story about it after the draft. The the best ones, you know, 
didn't have great rookie years. Antonio Freeman and Robert Brooks and Donald Driver and Jordy Nelson and, you know, I can go on and on. Javon Walker, who was their last first-round pick as a, as a YPC. Yeah. He had an okay rookie year. Okay. You know, the, the Packer wide receivers never win rookie of the year. Let's put it that way. Right. Um, most of them don't even start. Um, they're fourth, number four, and five. So even in a perfect world, I didn't, I don't, I didn't think Christian Watson was going to make a major impact. Now with him missing time. And you know how the quarterback is, right? Yep. You know how he is. Mm-hmm. We all know how he is. You have <laughs> – He's not going to throw to this kid. Yeah, he's, he's he has just, to believe. He has to truly believe before the ball is coming forget. to you. If this kid's out for whatever many weeks, Rogers is going to forget he's on a team. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Who's that? And and that this guy. and this year, remember, Rogers said, "I don't care about potential. I want product production." Duck. Well, you ain't product. You're not producing anything producing on the sidelines. You know, there's no there's there's no better ability than availability. Right. So, but speaking of rookie wide receivers, Romeo Dubs made a couple plays. Yeah. Now it was against KB on Edto and. And some other guys like that too, but he he made some plays, and he's one that has had some higher hopes. I think there's there was a lot of a uh, lot out there that said, hey, he could he could get some opportunities to be a contributor. And obviously, rookies are, are as receivers going to probably have more opportunities than they have in past years with no Devonte and and just the fact that you need more guys and you need, you need depth. And there's the question marks, right? Christian Watson's a question mark. Amari Rogers is a question mark. Dubs is a question mark because you know they're both Rogers hardly oh, they're played, they're hardly played receiver, so there's more spots up for grabs. So I think that's that's good. We'll get a chance to. I think the Packers will get a chance to see what Dubs is. I didn't hear anything about Teray. I don't know if he did any uh, work uh, with special teams or uh, with the receivers today, but um, Dubs had so a pretty Dubs, good day. Dubs, were not, yeah. Again, it's, it's first day of practice. Um, I, I, and again, we we joked last year when. Uh, Paul and you and I, when we were together, um, how you guys are going to be on Twitter, you know, refreshing, seeing, refreshing, yeah, seeing, seeing, seeing every play. Well, you know, I always joke that, yeah, that the guys who, who star on, on Wednesday might not do anything on Thursday and guys who look bad on Thursday, on Thursday might come back and have a great Friday. So don't get, again, don't get your hopes too high on somebody that had a good first day of practice and don't get your hopes. Don't get too down on a guy that might've had a bad first day of practice. Cause it's one day, you know, there's a long way to go. Uh, but no, it is encouraging that dubs. I think dubs will at least contribute as the return guy. I think he's definitely going to be their punt return guy. And maybe he might be kickoff too. Right. So he, I think he will contribute as a rookie. Um, I mean, the Packer wide receivers, like you, you mentioned, you know, Rodgers and, and, and Watson and, and Dubs all being inexperienced and not. But even the, the three veterans, if we're talking about Alan Lazard, who had a good day, apparently, at practice, um, Randall Cobb, Sammy Watkins, what did the three of them have in common? None of them play 16, now it's 17, but none of them ever play a whole season mm-hmm. anymore. Right? I mean... That's three guys that get hurt. I mean, if if you tell me right now, if you can promise me that Cobb, Watkins, and Lazard will combine to only miss two games all year, I'll tell you that the Packers are going to be are, are going to be pretty good, mm-hmm. and and the receiving core won't be as as much of an issue as 
a lot of us think it's it's going to be. Right. But you can't. But I don't think you can promise me that, can you? No. <laughs> I wouldn't bet on it. I mean, most you know, Cobb is getting. You know, he's missed time every year now since since he left when he went to um, Houston. Where did he go first? Dallas. Oh, Houston, Dallas. Yeah, Dallas. Dallas, then Houston, then came back. He hasn't played a full season, right? I mean, no. Um, Watkins hasn't played a full season in in forever, and and Lazard. I mean, people don't people don't you know everyone everyone leaves him out of that equation, but he's he's missed time every year, right? He missed time. He missed some games last year, and he missed it the year before. Um, so they, you know, the the football gods kind of owe Green Bay a little bit, don't they? <laughs> We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. The football gods don't care about anything, and they definitely care about the Packers and the stories. I mean, we've had so many... Like just absolute like well, storybook situations that they could care less about, and, and they they slam the book shut on us. So, well, just the the, the, the law averages say they have to be a little healthier this year, man. I, it depends on what I guess they're grading on a curve. Then if there's law law of averages, I, that's that's my cheesy math joke. It probably didn't make sense, but well, all right. Le, so what about Le, Lazard did play a full in twenty nineteen? He he, 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 only, did. he didn't play a lot, but he but he did play every game. He did. Then in twenty twenty, he missed. He only played ten games. Yeah, and then hurt um, himself in the. Yeah, that's right. Hurt himself in New Orleans, and he missed with that core injury. Right, and then last year he missed a few games. Yep. So I mean, it's, everybody's it's, everybody's a risk to miss a few. So it's like you know they're gonna everyone's gonna have to rotate in. I mean that that's that's probably one of the reasons why the Packers might end up keeping seven. They might. 
They might end up. I mean, so what about uh, anything else from Goody or what about Matt LaFleur? Any, any, any comments that they made? I mean, I'm just I, I think yeah. I was glued into the same thing you were. It was players, Bakhtiari and and uh, but, I, you know, what 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 else? Well, one thing that Goody said that um, I picked up on this, I don't I didn't see a lot of people write about it or anything. And maybe that's a foregone conclusion, but I didn't think it was until Hensley said it. They they signed. Um, they found a few guys on Tuesday, I guess, right before camp started. They they got rid of a couple guys and they brought a couple of other guys in. They signed that wide receiver uh, that played in the USFL. He was on the championship team in the USL, USFL out of Mississippi State. I can't think of his name right now. I should have, I should have written it down, but um, he's a big guy. He's like six five. He's he's a possession type. Is it Marshall? Or oh, Sirius Mitchell. Mitchell. Yeah, oh, yeah. Sirius Mitchell. Um, and again, I don't think that's you know. But they also signed um, Dalen Levitt. Love it from the Raiders. Who I looked him, I'm like, oh, okay, another. This is another special teams move. But Goody made it clear that he's made this guy's on the team. When you mm-hmm. re, when you do your 53 man roster, update it, put him on. He's he he's moving ahead of the Vernon Scotts and Ennis Gaines and maybe even Sean Davis for that. He might be your third safety because Goody pointed out when he was asked about him and, and his his role on special teams. And he, Goody was quick to add. You know, he played a lot of safety too. Now he, he and he did. He played like over 300 snaps for the Raiders last year on on special teams. So the Raiders and the, the Raiders special teams last year were were okay. They weren't the best in the league, but they were like in the middle of 15, 16, I think, ranked in the middle of the pack. Well, the Packers have their, from all indications, the Packers have their two best special teams players from last year now, mm-hmm. and and Levitt and Nixon. Um, I'm going to say something right now. Now, right, what, it's it's what's today's date? Twenty eighth. Well, twenty eighth, July twenty eighth, and it's a, I don't know what. So, whenever you're you're listening, this is either going to come back and and you, and our listeners will kill me about it, or they'll come back and say, hey, hey, Mark was right about this. Special teams are going to be. I'm not going to say I'm not going to use the G word. I'm not going to say I'm not going to go that far, but they're going to be better than average. This year. Was they G be great than, or good? I can't either, either one. Okay, I, wasn't okay. going to, I wasn't going to go G. I wasn't going to say G. So I'm not going to go that far. But they'll be better than average. And and from where they were, that's a hell of a leap. But I really believe it. I think they've done. They've done enough. They've done a lot. They the, the new coach is going to make a difference. They they the players they they've added now between this Levitt and Nixon and Carpenter the rookie. And, you know, they're going to keep some of these other guys, uh, whether it's Daphne or Davis at tight end or uh, Summers is still probably going to be around at inside linebacker. The special teams are going to be – they're not going to kill them like they have. And they might even be – they might even make a couple plays. How about that? Mm-hmm. No, that would that'd be great. I mean, think about this. If they were just – average or even slightly below average last year, they at least get to the conference championship game. Yeah. So I'll take that. Although I, you know, we don't know if the offense is going to take a step backwards, but the defense will be good this year. You said it and I'm, you know, we're now we're bunny trailing off here, but getting off, but you said it, this is going to be the year of defense and special teams. And you're going to see a lot more 21, 17 games. what did you say then? 28, 27, right? Which or 30. I mean, yeah, this is going to be a different, I can't remember the last time the Packers have looked this way. And I, you know, it's not going to be what we're used to as Packer fans watching them. It's not going to be like the laser light show. 
Because, I mean, yeah, how many times in, in the past years, I know I did it, and my friends that are Packer fans who I watch again, eh, just, hold, just hold them to a field goal, and then we'll go get a touchdown. Right? I mean, that's how, that's how, that's how we'd watch the game sometimes. Like, oh, they held them to, they held them to three. That, that, that's good. Now, come on, Aaron, go down. Let's get seven minutes and make a seven-three. No. It's not going to be one of them back and, you know, and shoot it out. And I, I mean, that's not, they're not going to be able to win that way. So I, I think you're going to see a lot of the offense. I think is going to be more of a ball control running. I think the running game is going to be much more. Yeah. Pounded out. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm, you know, I think you're, I think in, 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 in their mind and what they want to do is the offense gets the ball and they run 12 plays for seven, you know, 70 yards and they take seven and a half minutes off, off the clock. And then they score, right? And it's seven nothing. They 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 kick off. The the defense gets a three and out, or or forces a turnover. I love I love those long like just killer yeah. drives that where the where where the the other defense is just exhausted by halftime. Yep. And then your the defense so gets gets off the field quick, and now you're now you put that tired defense right back out there again. Mm-hmm. And then maybe you can hit them with something. But yeah, yeah, this is gonna I, I, it's gonna be. And again, I could be wrong. Maybe these wide receivers are going to go wild, and the tight end, one of the tight ends, will emerge, and it'll, it'll be the, the still the wide open passing game that we're used to. But I don't. I think. I mean, every move they made has been to improve defense and special teams. Rich Basaccia having, I mean, obviously highest paid coordinator, special team coordinator in the league. But the Packers went big and said, you know what? Let's just fix this and let's do it. And they actually talked about it and there was rumors they were going to do it, and then they actually did it. Can you believe that? Now, there was one of those types of rumors that got shot down earlier this week where they were, where a lot of Packers fans were hoping the Packers were going to do it. There was rumors they might do it, and then it didn't happen. And, of course, I'm talking about Julio Jones ending up in Tampa Bay, which I am completely, I'm completely okay with. I'll just ask you real quickly, Mark. I think you probably are too, but you might surprise me. Were you okay? I'm completely fine with Julio going to Tampa. Six million for one year. Yeah, I'm, I wouldn't give him uh, – that's not – I wouldn't have minded Julio at half of that. Like, you know, if, if he wanted to come in for, you know, two and a half, three million, like Sammy, Sammy Watkins didn't even get, get that much. Right. But when they signed Sammy Watkins to me, the Julio, the Julio dream to me seemed pretty, pretty out of reach. It's like, I think they made their choice when they, when they signed Sammy Watkins. Probably. And they're not, listen, Four or five years ago, Julio Jones was arguably the best receiver in football, yep. right in the mix. I mean, he was when he was in Atlanta, you know, he he was a monster. Um, he's not that guy anymore. He just isn't, and that, there's a reason he didn't sign until July 27th, right? I mean, if he's the, if he's still Julio Jones, he's he signs the day after free agency starts, right? There are still some Packers fans. It just blows me away. And some of them are probably listening to this show right now who just, if an, once a name goes to another team, yep. and maybe part of it was that it went, he went to Tampa and Tampa's kind of a rival right now and Brady and all that kind of stuff. But they literally act like this season is so different for the Packers now because they didn't sign a old, I mean, Julio Jones is in his, what, 31? An older, not old, I was I, should, I didn't finish my word, older veteran who, like you just said, was still available on July 25th. Come on. Like, and again, I think I the Packers the are going to be okay. I, I love, I mean, I, you know, I wouldn't have been upset if they signed him. I wouldn't have said, oh my God, what did they do that for? But I would have been like, mm, can he, I would have been hoping that he had that one last 
And that's what Tampa's hoping for, that being on a winning team, you know, having a great quarterback, he they, he gives him that one last – he has that one little – Little bit left, and he and he and he has it, and he and it. You know, what I'm saying that that fantasy ending for his career. You know, because he, he's never he went to the one Super Bowl and they blew the lead. And, um, you know, and he, he got deserved. there, and he got there because he got to torch Ladarius Gunter in the <laughs> NFC Championship game. Yeah, all the way. At, were you still? When was the last year you covered the Eagles? Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I was still covering that year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was still, definitely still covering that. Well, did you My cover? List. Did you cover in 2018? No. Okay. Because the opener that was when the Falcons went to Philly in the opener, lost. and they lost. And Julio had a chance to make the the catch at the end. And if right. I'm remembering correctly, there was some there. He got some um, some flack for that too. But well, it was, I I I watched the game. Obviously, mm-hmm. I blame Matt, Matt Matt Ryan played awful that game. Awful, yeah. like he always does in big games, and especially in Philly. Yeah, that's why Col- Colt fans who think they got Matt Matt Ryan, <laughs> they got duped twice in a row because they had Carson Wentz Carson, and, yeah. and now they had Philip Rivers. Now they have Carson Wentz and now they got Matt Ryan. It's like when will they learn? I mean, the a team that chokes all the time with a quarterback that chokes all the time, that's going to work real well. Well, that's the the AFC South can enjoy that. I guess that's not really a Packers issue, but right, right, but right. okay, so. Uh, Going back to the offensive line, because that was another big thing, right. because Bakhtiari's out. So uh, with regards to Bakhtiari, you already kind of covered it, too. He did speak to the media. He sounds optimistic. He says that I've played through broken broken bones. I've been sick. I've played like I am not done. So he has said he's not done. I know the Packers are optimistic and hopeful that he can come back. He did have a third procedure on this knee. So it's the right. it's the never-ending uh, you know knee gate. And so I, I guess as soon as it stops building up with fluid and, and being inflamed, then he'll be able to, to come back and play. But that's obviously a lot easier said than done. But it, it is interesting when you watch Elton Jenkins and it's like he had this, he had ACL surgery and he's out there running around. David Bakhtiari, a year and a half later, he's still, still got his stuff going on. So what we wanted to know was with those two guys out was what would the offensive line look like when they opened practice? So we know that the starting lineup with the first team when they opened up practice on Wednesday was – Josh Nyman, the left tackle. John Runyon, left guard. No surprise there. Josh Myers, center. No surprise there. Jake Hansen at right guard, and they moved Royce Newman out to right tackle. Yeah, and I, that's yeah, that's what it looks like right now. Uh, the second line had um, Zach Tom at left tackle. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kid Manet, the under undrafted rookie at left guard. Hansen was with the second team as well, but he moved to center. 
um, Sean Ryan was at right guard and Cole Van Lannan, the Wisconsin kid, was at right tackle. So I, I think just there's competition now. I, I mean, well, I think I think left tackle, left guard, and center are set. I, I think that's as a, as long as Bakhtiari's out, it'll be Neiman, Runyon, Myers. I think there's no there's no competition there. Um, I think it's only a matter of time before Sean Ryan beats out Jake Hansen. Now, I could be wrong. Maybe Hansen, you know, he's been around a couple of years. They seem to like him a little bit. They, they or he still wouldn't be there. They're, they're giving him the opportunity. Um, but we've seen this before, where the Packers make the rookie win the job. They don't hand it to him. And so, um, and so they've, they've trotted Elton Jake Hansen out. I mean, Elton. they they really like Jake Hansen in the summer. He's played so much, and he's had to because they're, the veterans haven't played. Like, I remember the Buffalo game last year. Everyone gave him a hard time because he wasn't very good at center. Right. Uh, but there was no one else really to play. They weren't going to play their veterans, and they, they were holding them out of preseason games. But but it is interesting that he was among the ones and playing at guard. It just... He's never really done anything that's that's overly impressed me, and I know that you've got to like. I think to your point, that's why we didn't see Zach Tom or or Ryan out there because yeah. it's like, hey, we're not going to just throw you out there unless you're un- unless you're Josh Myers. It's like, well, there is no Corey Lindsley anymore. Right? Myers was a rare a rare case where they handed their rookie the job, which they didn't hand they didn't hand Elton Jenkins the job. Mm-hmm. Lane, he was splitting time with Lane Taylor, mm-hmm. and then Lane Taylor got hurt. And then well, he was also it. a second rounder too. I mean, that's a high, that's a higher pick than some of these other linemen that they picked. And in, in, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think right, they that's, were all four and point. beyond. Yeah, but I'm saying Jenkins was a second rounder, and he didn't get the job. They didn't hand him the job. Right. So they, you know, and, and who knows how long it would have gone? I mean, I think it was only a matter of time. We all knew Jenkins was going to beat it. Was going to beat Lane, made out Lane Taylor for that job. It was a matter of when the Packers decided to make it make it and then Taylor made it easy for him by getting hurt. But um, again, unless Sean Ryan isn't as good as I thought he was. And obviously as good as the Packers thought, because they took him in the third round. So um, I'm just surprised. I thought Sean Ryan would be battling for the right tackle for the right tackle job. Um, But it looks like, and, and, and Matt LaFleur said this when he was asked about, um, Ryan, in, in particular, he, uh, I think the question was with with Bakhtiari and um, not you know not being able to practice right now, and Jenkins also out. Would Ryan get more reps outside than inside? And he said, "No, we're gonna we we're gonna we, anything could happen. We'll see, but but right now we're looking at him at inside. So they they must when when they drafted Ryan, they must have looked at they must have liked him more as a right guard." As a guard than a tackle, I well, guess. I mean, well, they like, must you, have. like you said before, they love tackles and they love taking tackles and turning them into. Oh yeah, every almost like we said, almost every lineman on this team played tackle. I mean, Runyon was a tackle at Michigan. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Newman was a tackle at Ole Miss. That's why he's and he's back out there now. Um, it's gonna, you know, it's and Van Lannan's gonna have. I mean, just because Newman got the first team, first reps the first day of practice. They could come out later today, you know, that Thursday's practice, and Van Lanning could be a, could be with the ones, and Newman could be with the back at guard, and Ryan could be with the two, you know, and their hands could be with. The, you don't know. I mean, I've been through enough of these. Now again, it's it's a little short, and so you kind of want to know what you're doing, but they could change up. It's just what happens on Thursday and Friday could be different, and next week, you know, they 
they're searching for the right combination. So whatever seems to gel the most and work the best is what they're going to go with. And hopefully they want to hopefully, hopefully, hopefully um, Bakhtiari comes back and it makes everything a little different. <laughs> oh, there are a lot of fingers being crossed amongst Packers fans on Bakhtiari. And Jenkins is eventually going to come back too. Mm-hmm. So think about that. When they get Bakhtiari and Jenkins back, they're going to have like not just a good starting offensive line. They're going to have some pretty good depth. Yep. So yep. they got some tough. They, they got some tough games right out of the gate. They got the Vikings and the Bucks within the in the first three games, and then the Bears sprinkled in the middle there. So Bears stink. They do. The Bears do stink for sure. I mean, have, that's that's not even the word. Four, their, of their first five games, four are against rookie coaches. Right. That's not a bad way to start. The Bears still rookie. suck, Mark. You can say it. It's, oh, it's, anyway. I'll say it for you. It's all right, you say. There's certain, I know there's certain, there's certain words. I know you're, you're, no, you're, I, I just didn't, you're a good guy. You're, you're a good guy. Um, <laughs> but no, but, but were, were you aware of that? That four of their first five games are against rookie. Head I hadn't thought about that. That's actually a really good point too. And, and, but I, uh, uh, that can, that can go a couple different ways. I mean, look how well Matt LaFleur started out as a rookie coach. I yeah. Mean, well, yeah, that's. I don't think well, any of these guys rare. are Matt Lafleur, but that's rare. Yeah, I don't think any of these guys are Matt Lafleur, which is a big compliment to Lafleur. Who, and they might be. We don't know, but I even even if they are, I mean, generally when you come in and put a whole new Matt Lafleur, and again, I don't want to take anything away from Matt Lafleur. I think he's done a wonderful job as head coach at the Green Bay Pack. I mean, thirteen wins every year is right. pretty incredible. But he did have Aaron Rodgers. Well, on paper, you'd like to think the Packers have the advantage. They got the quarterback, and they've got a, a head coach who's right. very successful. I mean. You know, and well, Todd Bowles has Tom Brady, so that's not bad either. But, um, you know, I'm just saying, playing, playing for you're playing rookie coaches that early in the year, I think is a is a nice little advantage Packers have. That, yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully it know. works out because especially if they're going to be without some of their studs, they have guys right. that are going to start the season on pup. I'd rather have an easier path early. I don't care, just win games because I want know, them to. Can't, you know the, the the two division games will be tough because they're division games. You know, but I, I don't. I mean, I'm not big on Minnesota. I don't know. I think they're okay. no. I don't. I'm not either. The Bears. I don't think are any good at it, all. It, Tampa, Minnesota is going to Minnesota is going to be what I call a piss and vinegar game, which is like it's week one. Teams haven't like figured themselves out yet, and you've right. got this. You know, it's in Minnesota. You've got this little X factor, however big or small you want to say of, of Zadarius Smith. And, and I don't even know if he's going to start. I mean, I don't even know if he's going to be healthy enough to play in week one, but he's got this grudge factor and, and just stuff like that. Like I, I could see it. I could see it being like a weird week one game. And so regardless of who you think should win, maybe they don't, but that's fine. I mean, it's, it's, they got some yeah, week one's games. crazy. Yeah. Look, week things that happen in week one anymore because nobody plays preseason. So right. week one is basically, your late, your last preseason game, and the Packers and, looked and, like and it last year. Unfortunately, oh that was yeah, a, oh that was terrible. I didn't want to talk about it, but it's not we, just them. I mean, it, it happens. I I did as I years ago. I I, I went back like after, like week thir- twelve or thirteen, and looked back at some of the things that happened in week one, and you couldn't believe them. Like teams that like I forget what team it was, but like Team A beat Team B, you know, easily. And at that now thirteen weeks later, Team A was like five and eight. And Team B was like, you know, ten and three. You are like, talking about the two thousand three <laughs> Buffalo Bills, my friend, with oh, that's Lawyer Malloy. Yeah, with Lawyer Malloy, who yep. had just gone over to the Bills, and then the Patriots end up winning the Super Bowl that year. And the Bills didn't make the playoffs. Didn't make the playoffs. 
So I just saw something here too. I don't want to forget to mention it. Uh, not like we want to spend a ton of time talking about kickers or anything like that, but new Packers kicker Gabe Burkich wore number 45 and he was kicking. The reason why is because Mason Crosby is on pup and we figured out right. why he had a scope, a minor scope in his right knee during Ooh. OTAs. And he referred to it as just an oil change goal is to be ready by week <laughs> one, but that's his kicking leg. Yes, it is. Hey, uh, you know, I, I wrote this um, in a story I have up on Pack Report where I, I, you know, did my roster picks or whatever. And I said, you know, I didn't, I, I did, I, I did locks and long shots and good bets. And I didn't make Crosby a lock. I, I called him a good bet. And I said, normally I would, I would have made him a lock, but he is on pop and he's opening the door for this kid. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, I mean, you know, Wally Pip. If you don't know who Wally Pip is, Google it. <laughs> right, but but Wally Pip didn't play. Lou Gehrig went in and never got never left the lineup. So well, I'm just saying, <laughs> if it's anything, if it's anything of the caliber of a Gehrig, then I'm fine with whoever is <laughs> taking over. And again, I'm not I'm not writing Mason Crosby off. But what if this kid goes out and just has an unbelievable camp and an unbelievable preseason? Then sign him up. You got to think. You got to think out there, about Get it. that big leg out there. Kick it out of the end zone. Make special teams. Even you know, better yet. Even better. Yeah, even better than that. I mean, as far as um, I mean, Crosby. What was the exact quote? I'm hoping to be ready by opening day. The plan is to be. be the plan is to be ready. The goal is to be ready by week one. That's so. So he. So that means he won't kick at all in camp. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. And I'm like, I guess you could you could still put him out there, but uh, I don't know. I mean, you're starting out. You're starting out indoors. In a dome week one, which is better than, you know, in any kind of weather, I guess. For the kid or for Crosby? For Crosby. Crosby's bad in domes. He's better outside. Yeah. <laughs> I say it's better for the kid. The kid will have his first game will be in a dome. He won't have any more, any weather factors. Wind. I could see Crosby staying on pop for four weeks if he's not ready. And they keep the kid just to see if he can, I don't know. If he can kick well, see how the kid game. is. Now, again, that's, I'm prefacing that by the kid having – the kid's awful if he's missing kicks left and right in in preseason. No, no, then you get Crosby. You know what I might, you know, it wouldn't kill him to bring another kicker in for competition for this kid. Mm-hmm. Bring one of them other guys back that they got rid of. Yeah, hopefully. J.J. Molson or who was the other guy they had? I forget his, I forget his name now. Remember they had, they had three guys. Well, Burkich was the third guy, wasn't he? No, he was a fourth. They brought him in, and they got rid of the other guy. They had somebody that that was from Oakland that that um that Bisacci had, had had known from somewhere. Oh, oh, got being it, with got the Raiders. It. Yeah, I'm not sure. He might have got signed though by somebody, right? But I think Molson's still out there. I think I could be wrong. Well, the Packers may have some options, and I'm sure they've already already thought about it, you right? Know, and, and they'll they'll figure out what it is. That and and they know how bad. I mean, they know more than we do about how severe Crosby. You know, if he's saying the plan is to be ready, and he'll he'll probably be ready by opening day. But again, like I said, the football gods don't don't smile on the Packers too often when they say. Remember last year at this point, Bakhtiari might be ready by opening day. Yeah, right. Well, he might be not now. He might be ready by this opening day. A year later, he might not be. So, I mean, we're always hoping guys are ready, and they never seem to be. Right. Yeah. Well, now speaking of special teams, I don't know if you were listening 
to all of Matt, Matt LaFleur, because I know you, you had to go to work. Um, did you hear what he said about Rich Passaccia? About how he's At learned all? a lot of, about yeah, special I've learned teams more, from Passaccia? More. I've learned more special teams that are in that, than I have in my three years. He qualified and he wanted to make sure that he that he wasn't it wasn't too a late. slam at Shawnee or Mo Drake. Too late. He went back and tried to unslam it, but he slammed it. <laughs> too late, Matt. You realized what you said and you tried to back off it, and that's okay because you had two dopes as your special teams coaches, three altogether. Well, but you get what you emphasize. I've said it before, exactly. and the Packers are you get if, what you pay for. I'll tell you what, if you know, I don't know how it's going to play out on the field, but they are definitely emphasizing it. In fact, I saw that they spent a healthy amount of that just under hour and a half on special teams uh, yesterday in practice. So that's good. Because I, I mean, they, they didn't they didn't really focus on it much with when McCarthy was here, and I know no. that it wasn't a huge focus with Lafleur either. And and now all of a sudden, I think the light bulb went off, and it's like, no, you got to practice all three phases if you want to be as competitive as you hope you can be. No, I'm, listen, you're preaching to the choir. I, I told you, I mean, I'm a John Harbaugh guy, and and I saw what he did with with the Eagles special teams taking that they were terrible. They were as bad as the Packers. It wasn't as uh, emphasized because the rest of the team wasn't as good. So it wasn't just the, the one black eye on the team that, that, you know, but it was bad. It was, they didn't, the return game was bad. The coverage was bad. They, it was bad. Um, and his first year, they went, they shot right from, you know, 30, 31, 30, whatever they were, to like middle, to 15, 16. And then by the second year, they were top five and they stayed top five like forever. Um, getting the right people, getting the right schemes, having a guy that emphasize, and then Andy Reid, give him credit too for giving Harbaugh um, some say and giving him a bunch. Like I told you back then, it was two practices a day, but a lot of times that second practice would be nothing but special teams. A lot of a lot of those a lot of those second practices, I can say not just some, a lot. It which the players love too because you know the guys that weren't on special teams got the got the afternoon off. So they were happy, and then the special teams guys were happy because they had the whole practice to themselves. Right. Well, even when I was in high school, we did three-a-days, and that's out here in the Phoenix wow. area, which was – football started in, in August. So practice started at 4 o'clock, which for those of you who don't know, down in the Phoenix area, 3, 4 o'clock is actually the peak heat of the day. It's not noon like it is in the Midwest. And the middle session was special teams. So we would do defense, take a break, special teams – and then finish out with offense. But you get what you you get what you emphasize. I mean, you have to you've got to practice it. You've got to make it part of the culture, make it part of the deal, not just like, oh, these guys are gonna go out there and then we'll let the offense do their thing. Like, no, make a play. There's still there's still work to be done on special teams. Get this guy down inside the 20. Make a big tackle. Try to get a fumble. Create a short field. Don't give up a don't give up a big return or get a big return. Make a huge block. Like you said, spring a Spring a guy, do something like this is not just some also ran portion of the game. These are, they're going to need to get some production from their special teams. I know that sounds like, you know, maybe a little dramatic, but they do. I think they're going to need it. I think they're going to need it for sure. So I agree hundred percent. What else, as far as Goody uh, or or practice, did we cover most of it? I think I covered everything I wanted to. Yeah. Um, and that was all I had. I just I noticed the Crosby news, and I thought to myself, no, that, all no, of these little too. things, all these little things. Yeah. Now, we were worried, and we probably weren't feeling great about mid-October in 2010 either. 
Now, I'm not saying that this is a 2010 team. There were some very, <laughs> very elite players on that team that the Packers do not have right now. But they could still be a very good football team despite all the question marks and all the guys on PUP and all the the rookies that may or may oh, not Oh, this is contribute. a good team. This is a good team. I, I mean, it depends on what your what your ultimate goal is. My Mine is... I'm tired of being. I'm tired of them of them just being good. Mm-hmm. I want to win another Super Bowl. Yeah, they're going to be good. They're going to win the division. They're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to. It's going to be like I said. I I keep saying this. It's going to be a different kind of good. Mm-hmm. They're not going to win these. They're not going to go up and down the field and bang, bang, bang. You know, I, I, again, I could be wrong. I, I, I'll preface it all the time. I don't. This is this is just my opinion and what I think from looking at things. Um. But it, but the defense, I mean, unless I'm reading this this defense, this defense is is good. The line, I mean, they're good everywhere. The defensive line is as good as it's been in a long time. Especially if if why if why it's what we think he is, and Jerron Reed is he's a, he's not a bad player. And Kenny Clark, I love Kenny Clark. You have two good outside rushers. You got two good inside linebackers. You got three good corners. You have two good safeties. That's a pretty darn good defense. Right. Okay. Well, I, I agree too. Agree, my right? big thing, my big thing is not just be great. My big thing is I don't want to hear only if, or if only, I don't want to, if only again for another season, if only Bakhtiari was healthy, they would have had better protection for Rogers and Tampa wouldn't have ruined them two years ago. If only they, their special teams weren't, weren't bad. And this, or, you know, if only they hadn't, you know, screwed around with the offensive line line, like it just, do all the things you need to do, make the plays, get it done, and do the best you can. If you don't get there, it's hard. It's hard to win the playoffs. I get it. You know, the Rams might have a great season. Tampa might resurge. Who knows? But don't if only yourself out of another playoffs. That's that's all I all I ask. If only they would have signed Julio, Julio Jones. Oh, jeez. <laughs> They're still out there. <laughs> They're still out there. They're going to be fine. So, all right. So before we wrap it up, uh, we'll have, I mean, obviously more another week of practice and hopefully some good news and some faces getting back on the practice field by the time we, we get back together in a week, but what is up at Packer report now and what is coming up? So up now is my, like the story I I alluded to earlier, um, kind of a 53 man prediction, but I break it down position by with locks and good bets and long shots. And it's, 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 it's a, it's a fun read. I think, um, so that's that. That's up now. And then coming later today is a column just on what, what I kind of joked about a little bit about the about the football gods just not being real kind to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and the whole back the Ari situation and um, you know just what's happened. You know, but again, and but I do point this out. I don't want to give the whole story away because I want you to read it. But um, they, you know, keep in mind they did win thirteen games last year without David Bakhtiari. Right. And people who say they, that they lost in the playoffs because they didn't have Bakhtiari, no, they didn't. And Bakhtiari would have had no impact on that game last year. I don't think, uh, I don't, I don't think against the Niners. The Tampa right. game, you could, eh, maybe. Maybe. Once, I mean, he, he, he wouldn't have covered the, the, the pass in the end zone at the end of the half. Right, no. He wouldn't have stopped Aaron Jones from fumbling. But I think the, the team, and I think that I think the team was still shell-shocked because that injury was new at that time. That was two years ago. Last year, they knew. There wasn't, right. he wasn't, you know, he wasn't going to play. Although he did play in Detroit well, for a little bit. Well, two years ago, they, 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 they beat, um, they won a game before they lost to Tampa. Who, who did, I forget who they Rams. beat. Seattle? Oh, the Rams, right. That's right. Yeah, they beat the Rams without him. 
I mean, Tampa, they didn't lose because they lost because Kevin King and Mike Pettin screwed up right before the half. They lost because Aaron Jones fumbled. And they lost because Aaron Rodgers wasn't very good in the red zone. Well, and then last year, Mercedes Lewis fumbles when he never does. It's like, right. you want to talk about the football gods? How about just not letting dumb things happen in the playoffs that well, didn't yeah. happen all during the year? Mercedes Lewis fumbles. Special teams just did everything wrong. And uh, what's it? Well, again, going back to Tampa, this is a play that only a friend of mine re- re- remembers this more than anybody else because he brings it up and I bring up everything else. He's like, you forgot Redmond dropped that ball right in his hands. Yep. Before the, 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 the pass in the end zone, that when, when King got beat, if Redmond catches a ball thrown right to him, I mean right to him, then there is then the Packers have the ball, they're taking a knee and a half's over, and that, that touchdown never happens. Right. So, you know. But that's all in the past. All right. Well, we now that I have a, a mild case of PTSD, <laughs> we can uh, we can go ahead and sign it off. Quick Slants podcast will be up at Game On Wisconsin on Monday with more news and Packers nuggets. Uh, so go check that out over there. And uh, another good one, Mark. We'll do this again uh, next week. Yep. Thanks, everybody, for riding along with us. If anybody wants to send any weather. If I forgot anybody's weather report, I, I completely charge it to my head, not my heart. I try to remember everybody's. But send it on over. Happy to read it uh, on the uh, on the show next week. And in the meantime, everybody, with all this heat and hotness that we've got over across the pond and here in the States, everyone stay cool. Make sure you're drinking plenty of water. And as always... Go Pack Go.